Welcome, 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 dear listeners of Inside Center News Podcast. This is a special report, uh, part two, uh, about you know the state of um, black people in Brazil, the state of Afro Latino as uh, people in Brazil, Latins. Afro-Latins, uh, not Latins, but Afro-Latin um, people in Brazil. Brazilians means obviously the, you know, brown and uh, uh, the brown and mixed uh, black. So, and the purpose of this, you know, podcast segment, it's not to cover uh you know, their stories is to cover black people uh, who have been living in Brazil for, you know, centuries since um, the um, slavery. So, uh, the Atlantic slavery. slavery. Uh, <clears throat> so, the. Apologize. Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> I'm sipping some wine here. So, another article I'm going to share with you guys, um, again, comes from Black Women of Brazil, um, that CO, and uh, it's called Black Lives Matter, within quotation, in several cities across the country, hundreds come out in memory of young black male suffocated by security at super center at the super center or at super center that's how it's called so and it was published on february 20th uh 2019 by Travi, uh in categories black news from brazil violence and young black males and they have uh, like four photos uh, two photos of people protesting, standing, and uh, another two photos is you know people lying on the ground, and where and also they have like a, a piece of clothes that is written uh, extra matter. So I don't know the definition of it, but probably probably that's the uh, uh, you know uh, the name of that person you know black lives matter in portuguese so yeah so without further ado let's get right to it uh may change the song in the background let me see yeah that one is good so let's get right to it demonstrations in several cities across brazil carry out acts in memory of 25 year old pedro henrik Enrique Gonzaga, so Henrik or Enrique Gonzaga, not from uh, black women of Brazil. The murder of Pedro Enrique Gonzaga last Thursday night throws yet another log into the fire of a rising outrage of Brazil's black community after uh, years. Uh, 
decades, centuries of racist acts, invisible racial hierarchy, the promotion of false racial democracy, and the true genocide in motion. Black, black, not black, but black Brazilians will no longer remain silent. On this, uh, I'm itching my eye. Apologize, guys. Um, where were we? Um, uh, Okay, let me read the whole. Um, let me reread it again. The whole uh, sentence. After years, decades, centuries of racist acts, a visible racial hierarchy, the promotion of false racial democracy, and a true genocide in motion, black Brazilians will no longer remain silent on these issues. As I have written in numerous previous texts, in the past few decades, we have seen a growing consciousness of this community evidenced by a number of noticeable changes. Tens of thousands of black men and women rocking their natural hair with every texture of curl and kink. The staging of thought-provoking theater uh, pieces as Brazil continues to ignore its talented group of black film directors. The use of YouTube by numerous activists, uh, actors, um, slash directors to fill the gap left by Eurocentric television networks protests against all sorts of inequalities and tragedies and what black people have come to define as black genocide. With the weight of security guard on top of him, 25-year-old Pedro Enrique couldn't even manage to scream that he couldn't breathe, but his brutal murder provide yet another breath in the life of his brothers and sisters who gain more force, courage, and strength with every senseless murder of one of their own. Below are just few of the powerful photos and disruptive words that define the various protests that took place in memory of Pedro Enrique just a few days ago. See more coverage in the second piece here. So it's below. I'm gonna keep reading. Uh, group gathered in the parking lot of the uh, uh, hypermarket. Uh, to protest against the death of a young man caused by uh, a security guard of the establishment. Protesters carry out um, an act in front of supermarket where a young man was killed by security in the west zone of Rio. Protesters took pl- place in the several cities. Several groups organized to promote the demonstration whose main slogan was the fight against racism. Pedro Gonzaga, 25, died after receiving a Mara Leo headlock from a security guard of the establishment. Coruscant BCN with the extra information, Coruscant Revista Forum. The demonstration was held Sunday afternoon in the front of the extra supermarket in Barra da Tiruga, West Zone of Rio, in protest against the death of Pedro Gonzaga, the 25-year-old boy, uh, died after being hit with a headlock by a security guard on Thursday. Guys, first of all, let, let me stop here. 
I don't know what this uh, piece, but it must be a white-owned uh, news magazine because a twin, an individual who's 25, who happens to be 25, cannot be classified as a boy. He's a man. He's a grown man, you know. He's a grown-ass man. He's not a boy. He's not a grown boy. He's not a little boy, you know. He may be to his parents or to those who raise him, but he's not a boy. This is crazy. So, continue. Uh, and there's a photo uh, displaying protesters trying to convince customers not to buy where a young man was killed by security. Several social movements were present at the protest held in the supermarket parking lot. The protest also happened in the supermarket in Sao Paulo and Pernambuco. The protest in Extra ben Benfica in the west zone of Recife began around 2 uh, in the afternoon, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, last Saturday, uh, with about 20 participants. According to one of the participants, the organizers, the organ, the organizer, the, myself, the organ, uh, organizers, uh, guys, because I, I apologize for you know really struggling with the words because I'm trying to read the words in Portuguese and and it sounds more like French because Portuguese. If you speak Portuguese, you can pronounce uh, French was easily, and if you speak French, you can do you know the you can pronounce the portuguese word easily so and what i'm trying to read the words in portuguese and i have to go back to english you know it kind of create like a, a brain shock in my brain so i apologize for that whoa according to one of the participants let me read it again the organiz the organizers tour areas of the establishment and show faces like a con mais barata do mercado e a carne negra. The cheapest meat on the market is the dog slash black meat within parentheses. So that's in English. So some of the customers who are on the premise, uh, premises follow the action. And there's like a photo of you know, uh, peaceful protesters, you know, protesting. Uh, the supermarket uh, posters with sayings like "Viras negras importam," "Black lives matter," and "Mina cor nao e crime my color is not a crime. We're glued to the sites. Godel, Godre, is it Godre? Yeah, Godre. While some of the demonstrators were conducting speeches in a sound car, another stood at the interest of parking lot to convince customers to stop, to stop entering the supermarket. Dr. Alin Sograsa was also uh, at the protest in Barra da Tiyucha. He spoke about the importance of protesting and requested uh, a that's enough in respect to citizen. The military police sent teams to follow up the act and reinforce the policy in the place. Despite the large number of people, traffic on Anevira das Americas was not interrupted until 4 p.m. in the afternoon last Sunday. 
I'm almost there, guys. I'm almost done with the article, and I'm gonna give you my personal take. <clears throat> genocide, uh, genocide, actually, of every hundred victims of violence, seven one are black. Many posters uh, pointed to racism as motivation the crime against young Pedro Gonzaga. And some power activists protest at the actual locker uh, Avenida Brigadeiro Luis Antonio near Armeda Ribeiro Preto, downtown region of Sao Paulo. The act began around 2.30 in the afternoon. The group took banners with the faces. Now, consiga respira. I can't breathe. And vidas negra important. Black lives matter. According to the military police, they occupied the sidewalk and parking lot of the supermarket, and there were no roadblocks. With the protest, the market, which operates 24 hours, closed the door. And there's like a four protesters lay on the ground during the protest, with uh, some you know yellow marks uh, on the ground you know uh, that reads corpos negros and some portuguese what i can't read because the photo is kind of blurry um i'll continue with the article some drivers even backed down after learning the the pedro deals happened at the supermarket chain Barada Tiyoka unit. Every car that was leaving was celebrated by the group. When asked about the demonstrations, Extra stated that he understands the pain and sympathizes with the sentiment surrounding the death of Pedro Henrique. The company says also said that it is, within quotation, against all acts of violence, excesses, and racism. 25 years. Uh, Pedro Gonzaga was buried in Rio last Saturday, the 16th. Family and Science, the body of Pedro Henrique Gonzaga was buried last Sunday in the cemetery of Jardim da Suadade in Pansienia in the west zone of Rio. Very shaken, his mother didn't go to the funeral and relatives who attend the ceremony choose not to talk to the press. And there's a photo of the uh, late brother, you know, you know, being criminal, you know. So, guys, that's the end of this article. Guys, my personal comment on this story uh, is this. Uh, you know, this story is very similar, um, piece by piece, to the story of uh, our late brother, uh, Trevor Martin. Because Trevor Martin uh, was killed. I believe uh, I went 7-Eleven store, and uh, well, 
it may be a small straw in the case of Trevor Martin uh, and um, as for Mr. Pedro, you know again his name, um, Enrique Gonzaga, I believe that's his name, um, happened on a you know big uh, mega store uh, in Rio de Janeiro, in the capital, probably uh, in Broadway, like in the morning or in the afternoon still in broad light uh, broad light um, broad light I guess um, it's very similar you know the pattern are the same there's a pattern here that you know the brother went to his store in Brazil and was minding his business and you have this resurgent white supremacy as uh, um, you know, a soldier who, you know, tell him, you know, uh, and, you know, obviously exercise and portray uh, his race superiority, you know. So, the pattern of that, you know, very similar to what happened to Trevor Martin. Trevor Martin too was killed by white supremacists, you know. Uh, George Zimmerman, who was also a security officer, and that's the same case that what happened to our brother Gonzalo, you know, Pedro Enrique, you know. It's the same thing that happened to him. He faced the same demise Trevor Martin faced in February 2012. The same pattern, the same tragedy demise. That's what happened to him. You know, and justice won't be served. You know, because again, that's the same thing happening in America. You know, the courtrooms have been invaded by white supremacists. People who practice the religion of white supremacists having been not just law enforcement. Justice courtrooms, too. Military branch, too. You know, so what's happening in Brazil is no different than what's happening here in the US, or what's happening in UK, what's happening in France, what's happening in Canada, what's happening in white Caucasian countries. It's the last straw of white supremacy. There's a famous uh, uh, psychiatrist of the name of Dr. Francis um, Chris Walding, uh, Watson, I guess. Um, she wrote a book and I have a copy of it. Uh, you guys can check it on Amazon. It's really uh, an amazing book. I'm still reading the book, but as far uh, you know. Um, can papers I've read, can pages I've read about the book, about what you know, the stories it tells, you know, it's called Isis Papers. It's an amazing book. It details psychologically 
why there is a systematic genocide against black people around the globe, not just in the US, not just in Brazil, not just in Canada, not just in the UK, and in France, systematically, globally, there is a global genocide plan, you know, targeting black people, people with melanin running deep in their DNAs. So that's my take on this story, guys. Okay, guys, the second story, part two, uh, the article in question against the same website, Black Women of Brazil.co. It's called, Why is it a big deal that two black journalists recently anchored a news program together? It is the first time ever in black news anchors are. 3.7% of the total. So it's a uh, uh, an article uh, that was ran last year on August 11th, 2018 uh, by Marcus Travay and it's in uh, category media and TV section the website. So it reads, journalist Luciana Camargo and Rodrigo Cabral recently made history on Red DTV, Red TV, R E D E TV television network. They have a photo of the uh, two uh, black brother and sister, or sister and brother, right? 
continues Reedy TV Network makes history featuring the first black duo to anchor a news program. In a follow up to a story presented here just a few days ago, the Reedy TV Network recently went into the history books when featured two black journalists as anchors on a news program. On last Saturday's broadcast, Luciana Camargo and Rodrigo Cabral brought more color to a news program that had previously ever been seen on a Brazilian television channel. As this blog has documented for a number of years, the standard for all the nation's major TV networks is for white Brazilians to occupy roles as important as bringing the Brazilian people to the latest in events that affect their lives. Usually that means as that means a white and a white woman, um, two white men or two white women. I mean, I think they meant a white man and a white woman, and two white men, two white women. Uh, on the occasion, uh, the black journalist is allowed to occupy the anchor seats. They are always paired with a white partner. The importance of the moment was not lost on the journalists themselves when Camargo saw that the lineup for the night newscast was to be her and Cabra. She made a phone call to her mother to share news. the news. Um, her mother, recognizing the significance of the moment, replied that it was about time. Camargo, in turn, was uh, elected to participate in such a moment for a population that continues to be the most underrepresented in so many areas. Cabral also waited uh, in, on the moment within quotation years ago. It was common to see this on the news bench. In any way, I don't distinguish between skin and gender. They all have their beauty to be highlighted. But for a long time, the television has had white standards, good-looking, or a blonde host. This barrier has been broken a little bit. It was watershed, Celebrate Rodrigo. And you have the sister and brother. They really are smiling. They're very happy. can focus. You know, uh, Camargo and Cabra co-hosted the Ready TV News on the August 14th, actually 4th, uh, not 14th, August 4th uh, edition. And they have like a follow to uh, brother and sister. Um, uh, up uh, uh, in the caption, um, you know, brother's a caption that just read. Although it was a clearly a memorable moment, it was a great decision for the network to move forward with the lineup with no fanfare. It wasn't scheduled any particular day in which the media traditionally reflects on the black population, such as the May 13th, the day of the abolition of slavery, or the November 20th, day of black consciousness. The event happened on a regular Saturday uh, as if it was no big deal, which, uh, which in the future 
such a pairing shouldn't draw any attention as it would be seen as normal. Frank Vacek, the superintendent of journalism and sports at Reddit TV, also recognized the excellence of the two experienced journalists, expressed their desire for this to happen more frequently. But also, though, it was sad that seeing two black anchors at the same time on one news uh, program took so long. Kamago described her nervousness and excitement the moment drew near in anticipation that. Uh, that left her with an excellent heartbeat, something she didn't feel often during a broadcast. And then, as their places in history were being sealed, in recognition of the historic moment, the two journalists actually spoke on the event at the end of the program. And really, TV comes in front for the first time in our country. A TV station gives an opportunity to two black journalists, right? L.O. to present together the main television news of the house. We thank the board of Ready TV for this opportunity, Sir Luciana Camargo. Antonio Rodrigo Cabral also felt the need to speak on the meaning of the broadcast. No doubt. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Ready TV, for allowing us to participate in the historical milestone. It's a great honor and great responsibility to conclude one of the Sao Paulo Network most experienced journalists. Uh, journalist. Cabral acknowledged that the, colleague, the, the, the colleagues were both very emotional, joining hands as the credits of the news program brought by with the voice of the joy and relief of an accomplishment. Luciana, with eyes swelling up, full of emotion, said, We did it as if it were meant to be. The crew told them that her words may have uh, leaked live on TV. Backstage, the euphoria continued with the few formed a cycle as all began to share hugs of a victorious moment. Lord, it's a long article, guys, but we're almost there. If you have never watched Brazilian television production, the meaning of this event may leave you scratching your head. But day after day, month after month, decade after decade, watching Brazil's television production, especially news programs, one could come to the conclusion that they were watching a programming from a country like Denmark. In the past, the dictatorship of whiteness was sort of quietly accepted, accepted by the masses. But in today's Brazil, black voices are demanding more representation in areas such as the media. These same voices are also demanding black doors, more black political representation. For some, these demands may seem frivolous, but the changes have been noticeable, such as in 2016-2017 when the Miss Brazil contest crowned two con- consecutive black women as the winners. A milestone when one considers that only black women had won the competition in the previous six to two years and that women had won 30 years ago. Both Luciana Camargo and Rodrigo Cabral can speak of hardship they have endured as black journalists trying 
journalists are trying to succeed in Brazilian media that has maintained a standard of whiteness for decades. Camargo laughed when asked if she had experienced any incident of racism during her career. Do you have 20 hours to talk? She joked when asked you know, the question, having plenty of stories she could reveal. Camargo used incidents of racism to help her develop a thick skin. Cabral, uh, Cabral also reverted to Agri Society, society remembering uh, having been called a Macau, monkey within parentheses by a Fenoir, covering a sporting event in which one of the teams had lost, rather than raising the roof about the incident, he decided to just put in a vote and carry on. In this recent episode in which uh, Cabral partnered with Camargo for another first-time event, he seized an opportunity, uh, the possibility of changing how Brazilians see themselves on the small scene, and the change um, really is necessary. Almost the end, guys. Bear with me. In the media, this underrepresentation of black journalists is striking a 2017 study on the topic by Vaidape River. The black hosts make up only 3.7% of all presenters on Brazil television networks, considering 204 programs with 272 horses on seven TV networks in a period between the second semester of 2016 and the first semester of 2017. According to the raw numbers, in that period, there were only 10 black journalists hosting these programs against 261 white journalists. And Ready TV uh, began being the network that presented two black journalists hosting the news also makes sense because the network is the station that represents the most racial diversity and being minimal. Nine percent of Ready TV's hosts are black, while net while the networks such while other networks uh, I think she can miss that while other networks uh, such as Record. Uh, and CBT continue to be the leaders of the whitewashing of the news, neither can count even one black host among the rank journalists. SBT became one of those networks with no black news hosts after the network owned by Silvio Santos fired Joyce Rebio last year. This is not to say the capable were the, the, the capable were respected Mr. the were uh, respect Afro Brazilian journalists uh, don't exist. They are simply few and far between who get the opportunity to shine as Luciano Camargo and Rodrigo Cabra did on August fourth. So guys, that's the end of this long article. Uh, yeah, that's the the end of this long article. My take on this one is very simple, guys. Is you know, it's okay. It's really okay. You know that. I mean, I support that. I support really. Uh, you know this uh, amazing, uh, step. Uh, black Brazilians they just uh, you know, cheat. 
but also keep in mind you know it's not just more about you know, receiving salt you know if you really want to change the gap if you really want to uh because obviously it's gonna take more than one person or one black entity to eliminate that uh, i mean black person black person to eliminate or one black entity to eliminate that because you know uh, to those who don't know again brazil is the first country outside africa with the largest black population so imagine that uh, if you have this then you also can really understand why they really are purging black voices you know they are really fighting so hard so uh i salute the sister because she's really more um open charismatic but the brother really seems like uh, a person who really will coon you know who really will coon if he's presenting an opportunity to you know um you know, uh, smell black people. He's not really open when really asking with his parents, uh, with uh, facing racism in uh, uh, his line of work. He started, you know, uh, back dancing around. So, uh, but the sister really, she seems really work. Um, so, again, it's more than uh, salary, I guess, you know. I, I mean, I believe, not just I guess, but I believe, I strongly believe, you know, it's also about, you know, uh, ownership, you know, if black people in Brazil, if you have like, you know, three, four, five people who are, you know, getting really uh, big amount of money, big amount of, you know, uh, businesses, uh, ventures, you know, so yeah, they should really invest in black mules, you know, they should really create black mules, they should really build black mules, you know, they're not going to just take off in one day, you know, it's going to take time, you know, but, you know, um, visibility matters, visibility matters, uh, self-image matters, you know, um, you know, this uh, campaign, this uh, um, systematic racism of whiteness of portraying Brazil as only a white country it cannot be resolved when people are just expecting so I'm not blaming any black Brazil I'm just saying you know um, you know again what is more uh, uh, to be achieved here is more than receiving the salary for a white owned uh, business entity you know we also have to talk about ownership Ownership is the key, guys. Is the key. Keep in mind, ownership is the key. So, black ownership is the key here. You know, uh, look at Oprah uh, on TV or uh, the own magazine, Oprah magazine. Uh, now, Oprah magazine. I mean, not like own magazine, but Oprah magazine. Let me put myself on this one. So, the last story I'm gonna share because I'm really, really. Uh, tired really um i'm gonna just share one last story about uh for latinas in brazil and uh it's called uh in uh the, the news arc again it's on the same website black women of brazil uh that co and the news article question is called 
in Bahia, Bahia is B A H I A. 76.3% of the population defines itself as black, brown, or mixed, but 79% of professors at the Federal University of Bahia are white. So, again, it's a, a news article that was published on July uh, 3rd, 2018. It's not really a long article, so it's going to take about like 15, 20 minutes to read it, but we will see. Obviously, with my personal take on it, so we will see. Not from black woman, uh, Brazil. Wow, 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 with an explanation, uh, an actual explanation, but exclamation. Um, the end. Uh, if it's hard to find it. Uh, black professors at the federal university located in a state with one of the largest black population. Imagine how hard it would be to find them in states where Afro-Brazilian make up only 10 to 25% of the population. A few years back in the state of Minas, uh, there was a campaign uh, asking the question, how many black professors do you have? Along with the hashtag uh, now a oh, it's not a coincidence within parentheses. Once again, pointing another area where non-white Brazilians are overwhelmingly underrepresented, but here is a state located in the northeast and often. Um, it is proclaimed of Brazil actually, and it is often proclaimed that the black, you know, Petros slash black plus Pardos slash brown, parentheses, residents of the state make up 76 uh, to 80 percent of the state's population. So, how do we explain the fact that there are so few non white professors at one state? top university well besides the obvious reasons i've got to share something that i've noticed in terms of how studies play with the numbers in such a way that is a contradiction to how black activists discuss the overall black population in brazil let's first take a look at the story and then i will explain uh, this interesting little detail later on Collective points out. Uh, uh, collective points points out meant uh, there are only two percent of professors at UFBA. They're black, Pro- and there's like a for a professor Tatiana, an exception in the law course uh, at the university. Um, and the uh, Gresser blacking. Within parentheses for the collective of Luisa Bayros, I meant uh, Luisa Bayros collective goes beyond tornar negro, becoming black. As the dictionary indicates, it means an alternative for more black people to occupy the teaching staff. The theoretical 
referencia staff and students in order to combat constitutional racism at the Federal University of Bahia, UAPM, within parentheses. Bahia uh, ranks second in the national ranking with 76.3% of citizens who self-declare themselves as pretos and pardos, parentheses, black and brown. According to the Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics, within parentheses IBGE, in 2013. However, this is not reflected, for example, in the faculty of the main university of the state. Collective survey indicates there are only 2% of blacks, blacks among the three thousand teachers of the institution since its foundation according to the professor denise caracosa of the institute of letters institutional racism has been at the university uh has been present i guess since its founding in 1956 and the structure and structure the entire institution to the extent that the base is constructed in a visible ethnic racial way. UFB at Federal University of Bahia. She, decri- she describes at the top, Homans Bancos, the class media, middle class white men, within parentheses, in the teaching staff, more than 90% professors as Brancos, as white professors, uh, among te- uh, technical and administrative technicians, there is a, a hybrid and at the base outsource workers who work in a vulnerable way. Maria de Mares Negra Barbres, mostly poor black woman. She points out the number of students has been in a grand row black back blackening because of quarters since two thousand five. But that the pyramid shows institutional racism which reflects this structure and the collective arises precisely to combat the situation she situates. Tatiana Milena Gomez represents an exception in the Faculty of Law Department when in uh, 2016 she took a course and became the primary professor Negra, first black professor of the course. Tatiana has united with her colleagues so that more black men and women have the same. Our main confrontation is the expansion of physical quantity of Pestra Negras, black people, in UFBA's faculty because it collaborates in some way to confronting institutional racism and cooperates to welcome a students, Negras, and Negras, black men and black women students who are. Um, I think she meant unable to access the university because they were able, which don't make no sense. Says Tatiana, within quotation, for her students, students feel good when led by their equals. They feel represented, welcome. I received several messages of support from the students saying that from now on, they can talk to someone, a student, the maximum of which representation matters, governs the academic trajectory of the student. Uh, Lelias dos Santos, 27, a student of the 10th semester of 
UFBA Law School. She knows that besides having a minimum number of black representation in the teaching staff, the perverse practice is reflected in the methodology and by bibliography of the course. Over the course of the semester, I only counted among six black teachers. The space is Eurocentric. We can only construct the faculty from North American and European theories. She says, adding that with this practice, there is no appreciation of the knowledge produced in Brazil, Asia, and Africa, for example. Maria Dolores Sonsi Rodriguez holds a master uh, and working on PhD in the institution's literature and culture program. The first program to guarantee the reservation of vacancies in the process for distribution of the scholarships. The collective tries to make up this path open. The absence of black professors at the institution also influences the way students are being trained in the curricular and forms of assessment, she argues. Uh, in the university admins framework, but alleged to seek change. Through the themes of people, development, and affirmative action in student assistance, Lorena Reni and Cassia Masia respectively UFBA recognize the absence of black professors by informs that he has been trying to reverse the situation. For this, a research initiated in 2017 is finalized entire Moles Negras no Encino Superior Desigualdez de Racia e Genero na Universidade Federal da Bahia. Black women, higher education, race, and gender inequalities at the Federal University of Bahia. According to the preliminary data of the 2001 34 teachers, 1A, 41.1% are homeowners, brancos, white men, 136, 6.3%, paros brown, and 82, 3.8%, black, in a female representation, 187, 38.1% are more or less brancos, white women, 151, 7% of pardas brown, miss person, and printers black women only 77 30.6% manifest on October 7th 2016 the loser by Rose collective represented a manifesto with a programmatic agenda for the reversal of what he calls the FPS institutional racism the first implementation of the movement was the creation of the quarters in the postgraduate programs the second plan of the movement is the blackening of the teaching staff based on the um, on law 2.900 uh, of 2014 which established quarters in federal public service um, so and after, you know, because I'm reaching an, an hour code, it's well at 57 minutes, uh, uh, let's see, 20, uh, 20 seconds, I'm going to uh, uh, let the record end, and I'm going to start another uh, 
um, recording um, segment, but it, it were all, you know, but all the two records would be in one segment, all the two um, parts would be in one segment, which gonna come out as the part two of this, this special report, so stay tuned. Again, it's Ori. Uh, Mike, the host of this podcast, Inside Center News Podcast. Guys, I'm back with the last part of the article, uh, and we left off on note from black woman of Brazil. So the explanation, you know, their take. It reads: Now returning to the point I made in the introduction, let's take a look at the numbers. 
represented at the end of this article according to the numbers white men uh, 880 um, 880 actually and white women 817 make up the majority of professors at the UFBA together these two account for 79% of the universities universities uh, teaching staff so that woman that about 21% are non-white right but that's true but check it out the game being played with the numbers according to this report Pretos e pretas, black men and black women, in parentheses. Ah, I'm my eye, my right eye, apologize. Toro, only 159 professors, uh, professors in the university, which actually make up 7%. Still, a very low figure considering that the percentage of people declaring themselves pretos and as black men and black women uh, in that state is 17%. So right off the bat, the very title of the article is not only misleading collective apantaco sea two percent the professoros negras now with be meaning collective points out that there are only two percent black professors at UFBA. It's a flat out lie. Even figure, figuring only pretas black women 77 uh, give us percent, a percentage of 3.6%. But there's still a bigger misleading deception uh, that is uh, often noticed in these soft reports. Uh, lie on my chair here, my living room, kind of tired. Um, for decades, the movement Negola has argued that the sum of pretos and pardos make up the overall numbers and percentage when discussing the black population in Brazil. For example, today we are told the black Brazilians again the Toro um, of the pretos and pardos make up. 54% of Brazil's population, 46.7% being pardos and 8.2% being pretos. The problem is the following. When activists, activists and studies want to present extreme underrepresentation of the black population in some part of society, they will use only the number of pretos in the report of the percentage uh, to present a much smaller proportion. I've noticed this in the ways that numerous studies are presented. In essence, they will use the numbers and percentage of powders and pretos together when they want to square the numbers and present Brazil as a 54% black with powders alone representing 46.7%. Do you see what's going on here? The original title of today's piece tells us that only 2% of UFEA professors are black, lower than the actual 7% population. 
but what is even worse is that if you are going to use the figures of Pardos to say that Bahia is a black majority state, then you also have to use the Pardos in the number of black professors at the UPA uh, University. Uh, Bahia is said to be 76.3% black, with Kratos being 17.1% and Pardos being 59.2%. As such, it is very misleading to use the Pardo Torah combined with Kratos to proclaim that Bahia is 76% black, but then not to use those, those same Pardos when arguing the percentage of black professors at UPA there are only 2%. If you add the Pardo group, 136 plus 151 equals 287 to the percentage of black professors at the UPA. The total black professors, 287 plus 159 equals to 446. It gave us a percentage of about 21%, which added to 79% of white professors accounted for the entire UPA teaching staff. I agree that the black population as a world is vastly underrepresented in the countless areas of Brazilian society, but I also don't like the, the numbers of population that makes us use or non-use of the numbers and percentage of powders when it is convenient to represent the black population as either large or small depending on the objective of the study. <coughs> I am already getting to the point where the movement is going to need to speak um, of the black population uh, as only those identify themselves as only Negroes or Pretos as black without the usage uh, the usage of those defining themselves as pardos, especially when we know a large percentage of pardos look like the women uh, present in the previous article that will be focusing on an upcoming article. Uh, and the source of this article is a tarde. <laughs> so, guys, that's the end of this long article. Lord. <clears throat> I can't even feel my lungs. Uh, let me change the music in the background just to, you know, make things more theatrical.
So guys, um, my personal take on this is, you know, um, it's no surprise, you know, when you have a, a society that has been using institutional racism against a, you know, a, a group of populations that, you know, they don't want. To be part of the country, it is obviously um, a big factor to uh, use numbers to trick people. Uh, same, you know, way you know we have in America, you know, the federal government or the state government can use numbers and they can, you know, twist the numbers in order to achieve a political agenda um, um, so and this was was happening in Brazil uh, well in America we have a small population of black so uh, people are classified as black people represent only 13% of the US population but as for um, uh, the country of Brazil, it seems like over uh, 50% or over 54% of the Brazilian population, they are black. So to me, um, you can clearly understand that, you know, it's uh, a man game. You know, they only use the right numbers when it's beneficial to the uh, people classify as white. But when it comes to, uh, you know, you know, to you know, public um, uh, information that really uh, don't benefit white people in the general sense, they, you know, they don't use the right numbers. So uh, if there's something again that is not benefit, uh, that is beneficial to the um, people classify as white, they're not going to use right numbers so and also there's a systematic racism again like i say in the uh, part one you know black people are being denied the right to education the right to um access public resources so and they're being hunted killed jailed uh, you know unwrongfully uh, wrongfully actually um because it's not one one flip, but one flip, the opposite, you know, one flip, um, the opposite of, you know, one flip, which is, you know, one flip. So it's no surprise, you know, because this is an institutional racism society that has been really uh, anti black, you know, they, you know, discriminate them when it comes to, you know, uh, employment. You know, access to public, you know, um, resources. So they are really, really uh, heavily, you know, 
um, marginalizing black people. That is my take, you know. So thank you guys for tuning in for the special report on the Afro-Latina um, Brazilians or, you know, black Brazilians. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate um, for you guys taking time and listening my podcast. Um, uh, there's two segments. Um, and um, I will see you probably on Saturday, Friday or Saturday. So I will record another session. I am too tired and I have a few things to do. So, but this week I will be uh, recording another session and talk about you know the black the recent black news and you know queer news uh, and also black queer news so i'm out